and welcome to Miss Little Did She Know. On today's show, I am joined by Mr. J.P. Adams, who will be my awesome co-host today, as we talk about why men and women have to be so damn complicated. It could all be so simple if we could all easily communicate and understand where each other is coming from. So I would like to introduce you to Mr. J.P. Adams. J.P. is a 30-year-old native of Jackson, Mississippi, he holds a bachelor's and master's in computer engineering from the Jackson State University and currently serves as the lead engineer of a integrated production team for the United States government station in Dayton, Ohio. He is also the co-founder and co-host of the Cold Coffee Podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Welcome, J.P. Adams. <laughs> What up, man? What's going on? What's going on, JP? Man, not too much, man. I can't complain. So on on? today's show, we're going to be talking about how it can all be so simple. So I wanted to start off today's episode with an icebreaker, okay? Okay. Oh, Oh, shit. Okay. And these traumas can help us explain why we are the way we are. So based on childhood trauma in a relationship, if you could change one attribute about yourself, what would it be and why? If I could change one attribute about myself? Yeah. What would it be and why? You know, I don't really have any attributes. I feel like I would want to change, but I guess if I had to enhance one, I think it would probably be my, my ability for uh, public speaking, I guess. You know, I always kind of like, I always thought now, a lot of... Now, JP, we know what you're talking about as it relates to childhood trauma. I mean, I don't, like, I can't reverse trauma. So it's like I can just pick out an attribute. You said an attribute. So an attribute is not equivalent to trauma. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, like, when you said attribute, I'm thinking of some of things that I do or things that I can, uh, like, excel in as, as, it, as it pertains to me as a person or being a better person. When you say trauma... If, if uh, what, what traumatic things from my childhood could I would I want to replace with a good memory? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. Me and my mom have a very on and off relationship, and so she's I love my mom to death, but she's like very old school. She's very like matter of fact when it comes to religion, and me and her are pretty much diametrically opposed when it comes to do what I say, do type stuff. So. We we got to a lot of spats about that by the time I was like in middle school and then coming on up. So yeah, I probably I probably replace that with some some positive. I think that's something that we do have in common because I think that will be like one thing I would like to change. If if anything, I would like to strengthen the relationship that I have with my mom when we can find like a common ground. You know? Yeah. So Jamie, why do you think men and women are so damn complicated? 
pressure we really be putting on ourselves to be honest like it's so much pressure on both sides of the ball like for us to succeed can you hear me it's so much pressure for us to like not only succeed in life but it's we have to add we compound that pressure with pressure to find somebody that's heading in the same direction as us that's not going to slow us down that we don't have to stop the bus somebody to get on like somebody to meet us on our journey and help us on that journey to get to you know what i'm saying to get to where we want to go in life and, right you know and also enjoy the ride too like that's a lot of pressure for us to find that person and for us to essentially be perfect in that relationship because that's exactly what what everybody's gonna really be kind of like expecting is perfection but when you be realistic about it, nobody's gonna be perfect because nobody is perfect. Right. And I feel like on a on a molecular level, it's really hard for some people to accept flaws. Like we all know we have flaws. We all know that people are flawed. But for whatever reason, it's for it's hard for some people to. Ex- I feel like it's hard for some people to accept flaws or accept certain flaws. Right. Like. And I feel like that's that's okay because everybody had their limits. Everybody got their limits of what they will accept, what they won't accept, and that's fair. You should have your 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 boundaries, your limitations. But I feel like at the end of the day, it, are these flaws? Is this person's flaw something you can live with or something you can't live? With? And I also think that compatibility is one of the key factors too, because nobody don't want to feel like they're settled. You know, like. Yeah. There's so many people that are kind of like one foot in, one foot foot out because they don't know if something else is out there better than their current situation too. So I think that's a very, very important piece to the whole. Am I gonna be a hundred percent in, or is this for me? It's like the but, it's, it's like you're not for sure. But you can't. But it's you a, can't go. But you can't go through a relationship. You can't go through a relationship comparing your situation to everybody else's situation because then you ain't gonna never. Okay. Be Definitely. That's what I'm saying. So that's but, that's a that's a slippery okay, slope. So, okay, so if we're saying basically what we can do to fix the situation or fix the relationship to make it really work, why is it still so damn complicated to find somebody that's compatible? I think for the most part, you have to start with self because we talk about finding compatible people, but are we compatible? Like, have you done the work on yourself before you start trying to find a compatible person? Like, are you capable of accepting somebody's flaws? Are you capable of being open-minded and open-hearted? Are you capable of leading at times and following at times? Like, we we put a lot on other people when we hadn't done the work internally yet. And I don't think that's fair. I agree. But you also have some certain people who expect certain things. In a relationship, like a woman to submit and let their man lead. But if a man is not where he should be in his life, I would say, mm-hmm. how can a woman feel confident enough to let him lead if he has some uncertainties about himself? You know, if vice well, versa, same way with a woman. For women. But, but let's let's examine the fact that what what do you feel like is the threshold of where a man should be in life? Like, what's the threshold of that? Where does that start? Okay, so I would say, like, confident in who they are as a person mm-hmm. and have some sense of direction where they want their life to go. Okay. They're not all over the place. They have some sense of what they want to do. They may not know how to get to it, but they're actually making the strides to actually get to where they're trying to go. Okay, that's fair. Now, I feel like that's a big, I, I feel like that's a, that, that's the compromise. 
Because if you're not going to have all the answers, at least you are trying to get to where you're trying to be. Um, okay, that's fair. I, I'll take that. Because we have to make sure we're on the same page. If I tell you, hey, I am, I'm, I'm really big about family. And they don't want a family or don't see themselves having a family in the near future. Why are we, why are we, talk, why are we doing this? Uh-oh, exactly. Why are we, why are we here? Why are we here? <laughs> That's why I say in the beginning, when you start talking to people, it is very important to make sure that you verbally say what you're looking for and where yeah, you currently you are. It out there. Yeah, because like, why would somebody waste time? I could picture myself talking to somebody for one year, two years, three years in, and we're not on the same page about what Let's waste of time. Like, let's waste of time. Who got time for this? Yeah. That is a, that's a massive waste of time. And it's like, that's not going to be anybody. Right. So I wanted to ask you a question. So what is a relationship deal breaker for you? A relationship deal breaker? Yes, a deal breaker. Like, if homegirl did something, oh, they see. Like, what's something that's a deal breaker? Because I know women, they do deal breakers. Like, some women can do this, but they can't do that. This and that, okay, maybe I can consider continue to be with you but if you do this oh hell no but what's a deal breaker for you in a relationship i would say off top of my off top of my head i'm gonna say narcissism like selfishness narcissism being inconsiderate that's a good i would to be honest with you i was not expecting you to say that yeah i mean so here's my thing about relationships man if if both of us are putting forth the same amount of effort nobody should be lacking true but if I'm putting forth effort and I'm putting forth energy and I'm not getting that in return. But what am I doing here? Like so I, had our- a conversation, I had a conversation with my cousin, like I say a little more than 24 hours ago. And he was saying how like he had come out of a relationship a while back that, you know what I'm saying? was pretty, was pretty toxic. And I was like, well, what, what, what was going on? And he was saying like, man, he was like bending over backwards to make little shorty happy, but you know, like it was like he wasn't getting that same energy in return. Like she was literally just, you know, what I'm saying, like, well, you know, it is what it is type type scenario. Whenever it came to doing stuff for him or with him, but like he would go out of his way to make sure he did something nice for her or to make sure that she was good or you know, what I'm saying, like any any type of thing like that. And it was just like I'm like, bro, like that's. That's an imbalance, bro. Like, like her hap- your happiness isn't important, to her. and and that's a problem. Like, that's I'm not gonna be in a a relationship where I'm the only person working to make it work. Agree. Yeah, so I, for I, you, a narcissism is the deal breaker. Yeah, man. Because like, when you look at if you look at like the clinical definition of narcissism, it's like, yo, they take zero accountability. Like, okay. That's 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 like a big thing for me. Like, yo, if you can't be an adult and take accountability for your shit, bro, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that, bro. We too, I'm too grown for that. Too grown. We too grown. And at thirty something, if you can't take accountability for your shit, baby, it, I ain't for you. And it's yeah. so crazy to me because I, I said that the, your answer was very, was, I was not expecting it because most guys say if my girl cheat on me, that's it. It ain't no us trying to make it work. That's the deal breaker for most things. So, if a female cheats on you, that's not a deal breaker? So, I look at cheating on a different scale because I'm a little bit, I'm super-minded. 
because I understand that nobody cheats just to cheat. Well, I can say nobody, but very few people are cheating just to cheat. Like, there's always a reason behind the cheating. Now, that's just speaking as an open-minded person. Now, as a man, cheating is, my woman cheating on me is going to hit me a little bit harder because very few women have random frivolous sex with random people that they don't Now that's don't true. Don't fuck with. Now that's true. That's what I'm saying. So not only did you, it, it wasn't the fact that you fucked this dude. It's the fact that you was caked up with him. You was FaceTiming him. You were texting him. You probably linked up a couple times and didn't fuck. And now I just, and I just missed all the signs. So it's the emotional connection. Absolutely. Because like, I mean, just, man, just talking to my therapist, we, we talk about this shit all the time. Like as a man, generally, just in general, we connect physically before we connect emotionally. And women are the exact opposite. Most women connect emotionally first and then they connect physically. So I'm like, for you to go off and be laid up with this nigga, like you, you fucking him, fucking him. So you've been emotionally invested way longer than y'all been fucking. That's true. So I don't think it's the, the fact that they were cheating that's the deal breaker. I think it's the, the fact that out of all this time that me and you supposed to be in a relationship and doing what we doing, you really been entertaining this shit like behind my back. And that's a different, for me, for a man, that's a different level of betrayal because I worked to emotionally be a to be emotionally vulnerable and open to you and you taking that and invested that emotional energy that I invested into you and put it into another dude. So I think that for that reason, that would be a deal breaker as well. It's, it's it, that yeah, niggas gonna say, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like she cheated on me, it's over. Cause that's I mean that's true. But I think that's the why. It's not big it's not necessarily because of the cheating. It's it what goes into semantics of the cheating. Okay. And I think my deal breaker is somebody have a babe on me. Like I ain't cut I ain't built for this. You have a babe on me. You cheat on me. Have a babe on me. It's overdone with. I do not okay, deal. Here's my, okay, here's my question about that, though. Okay. So, you watch Insecure, right? Yeah. We talk about this all the time. What, what if it's a break baby? Okay. I personally was in a situation where it was a, a potential break baby. And when I tell you, <laughs> I that was the most miserable time of my life. I don't see how some people, women, have the strength to do that. But I can't deal with public embarrassment. That, that's all that really is. And for but somebody to have... Make it public? Huh? But is it public if you don't make it public? A baby is a baby. I mean, okay. Babies, babies get born all the time, B. Babies get born all the time, but, you know, I'm not built for that. So that's my deal break. Okay. Side babies, break babies, I'm not built for that. Like, mm. I See my, you, I can see myself being a uh, stepmama Kia. <laughs> I mean, okay. So let's go beyond what you see yourself as. Okay. Like, what would you, would you be, if you had a dude that was giving you everything you asked for and everything you needed in the dude, like this is like the dream guy. Okay. 
but he has a child going into this thing with you. That's different. But uh, you said you couldn't see yourself being. I say my deal breaker is a side baby. That is my deal breaker. Oh, so a baby that's not yours while you in a relationship with this guy. Yes, that is my deal breaker. Like cheating, I think that to be realistic about certain situations, I do not. I want to be very, very clear on this podcast. I do not condone cheating. Okay, but I do understand or give room for error if someone makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Yeah. But you're not finna just keep continue to disrespect me and cheat on me. And damn sure ain't finna have no side baby on me. Okay. So I I've been very, very clear in every situation, in relationship I ever been in. You have a baby on me. That's it. Like there's no there's no going back from that. It's just not. Not for me. That's my deal breaker. But when I say that, listen, Jay, that's my deal breaker. Side babies, break babies. When I tell you and I'm only speaking on this from experience for me because I would have never thought in a million years I'd be in a position like that. that it, I ain't built for it. Long story short, it ain't for me. So I was in a situation. I had someone that I was, you know saying, in, entangled with. And once we kind of like cut our thing off, you know what I'm saying, like not even six months later, you know what I'm saying, she was pregnant. And... It was what I was like, yo, is this thing like because it is, you know, like it's really kind of hard to navigate because you still are emotionally connected to this person and they're still emotionally connected to you. But now they have this child with this other individual and, you know, nobody's in the wrong. You know, nobody's in the wrong. Nobody cheated on anybody. But it's just like, ah, damn. Like you couldn't just be fucking them. Like you couldn't just be in a relationship. You had to. You had to pop the baby out. Like God damn, it's so. I don't know. Like I, I remember the first time I felt that. I was like, damn, <laughs> a baby. Like that's a whole human being. Right. <laughs> I just know how I felt in my situation with the whole break baby situation. And like when I tell you that was the worst period of my life. Just like I never felt so confused. And it had nothing to do with me, but it had everything to do with me, like my future and everything else. And I, I just didn't like how I felt in that whole situation. That was a very, 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 very low point for me because it's like, oh my gosh, damn, this shit really happened to me. Like I would have never thought in a million years something like that would ever happen to me, but it did. And I just didn't like how that shit felt. And I was like, yeah, man, break, break babies or something else. I was like, you know what? I'm not built for this. Shit. I, I, I just say, I, I just break babies. I, I just, I That's just, a whole not, and then it was like the circumstances of everything, the timing of everything. It was just like this shit was miracle. When I say it was miracle, it would have been, it, it, it was miracle. And I just, to this day, and I won't say it was a crazy part about all this, JP. Yeah. Won't tell the crazy thing about all this. Yeah, I'm listening. One evening, man, babe. I said, listen here. I went through all this BS during this whole time. I ain't even a man, baby. I could have been married, baby. But no, oh no, that was a that was a very, 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 very funny accident. So why are you not married? I'm not married because I feel like I have not felt. Well, well, I'm talking about for that specific situation. Like once you figured out the baby wasn't his. By that time, the, but by that time, the, the relationship was almost in the room. Oh yeah. It, it became too toxic for me. 
and he agreed as well. Like it was a very, it started to be a very, very toxic relationship. Very, very toxic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's something that I didn't have to deal with. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I have no allegiance to this man. We're not married, and I could walk away whenever I was ready to walk away. You know. Mm-hmm. These are the facts that everybody keeps forgetting about, man. Brother, if you not married, you have every right to walk away from a motherfucker that's not making you happy. Yes. Like, you, it's the easiest thing and the hardest thing in the world to do at the same time. Like, you're not happy. All right, cool. We ain't got no, we ain't got no, we ain't got no bank accounts. We ain't got no property. We ain't got no nothing, bro. We can just leave. At least, especially if I have verbally told you something that's going on within our relationship that you're not trying to fix or we're not trying to be eye to eye on the same thing, who's going to continue to repeat and be stressing? I mean, that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We grown, right? We in our 30s, right? You know right from wrong, right? You know how to say yes and no, right? Mm. Oh, okay. Who, who, who got to do this? I mean, cause when you, I'll tell you, um, me and me and the homie talk about this all the time, bro. The man said, "Look, until you get married, everybody expendable. Dead ass. Everybody can go. There, there's nobody, nobody's spot is safe if we, if we single. I don't have to deal with your shit. You ain't got to deal with mine. If you get tired, baby, leave. But also, on the flip side, my auntie told me this all the time. What she told my, um, she told my sister this. She was like, "Look, baby." You not, if you finna complain about some stuff, but you ain't finna leave, shut up. Right. Just shut up. If you ain't finna, if you not willing to leave over it, just shut up. And, and I also feel like. Sometimes okay. And JP, I also feel like this too. Like, you know how sometimes girls, like, I don't know how it is when dudes be talking, but when girls be talking, like, it ain't no point of sugarcoating situations. So you get what I'm trying to say to make it sound better than what you currently in. Like, if your nigga fucking up, he just fucking up. Point blank period. We trying to get through it. But it ain't no point of sugarcoat. Trying to make it seem like everything's perfect when you know damn well it ain't. And I think that's another thing that we have a issue with in the African American community. Like nobody's like transparent, honest about situations that they go through because they don't want to be judged. And I understand that. But if you have a circle of friends or a circle of people that you confide in, you maybe you're not the only person that have ever been through what you're going through. You know, like nobody only one. I think that's the big piece. And I love the, the TV show Black Love that's on Oprah Winfrey Network, because those are all transparent conversations of black people in right. marriages from the dating to the engagement to the marriage, the almost divorce, getting back together, taking a break, cheating. Like they talk about it all. I think you know, for me growing up and I talk about this all the time, my friend girls. We were thinking that marriage and shit was even fair to tell you, man, just gonna do this, you're gonna do this, everything's gonna be so perfect. Man, that listen. Fairy tale shit went out the I learned that fairy tale shit went out the window. I learned that fairy tale bullshit in 2017. And I was like, oh, okay. It's not yeah. going to be a one, two, three. It's not I going to be so easy to like be married or a hundred percent devoted to somebody. Like, you're going to go through things. And because people are not honest and transparent about it, you thinking that the shit not normal. Man, I grew up in a household where 
that was never the norm. Like that was ne- like the fairy tale shit was never like I never saw the fairy tale shit. Like my parents didn't get to a point where they was like happily married until I was in college, man. Like I was in matter of fact, I was in grad school when my parents actually got cool and they started like being a happily married couple. Like at that point, I'm like, yo, I'm 24, 25, bro. Like, where has this shit been the last 20 years? Right. You know, so I knew shit wasn't sweet at a at an early age, at a young age, because I it was just me and my mom. My dad was present, but they were not living together. My me and my my mom had been in that house by ourselves for a, a while, while. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. my my pops, you know what I'm saying? The issues between my mom and my pops, it was that shit was like it was a lot going on, you know. So I was just like, all right, man, you know, I like me growing up in that and me seeing that, I'm just like, I always knew that one thing was for sure that marriage wasn't no cakewalk. Right. Like I knew that off top. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I kind of acted that way toward relationships. Like, yo, this ain't gonna be no cakewalk. That was my mentality going into any situation, relationship, whatever. I was always like, all right, what what are we finna do? Because I know this ain't finna be no cakewalk, so what's up? And see, my perception was different. My mom and dad had never married. And to this day, my mom and dad, separate, have never been married. And I'm the only child. So I'm really basing things off of things I've seen on TV, things I've seen on what my close friends and their parents being married when I see them being married when I go over to their houses being married so my whole perception of marriage was got a good woman got a good man y'all make it work this whole Cinderella story and that shit was the most false narrative ever I felt like if I was more prepared about like situations men adults men and adults women go through in a relationship in my earlier 20s i would have had a better understanding of relationships i i really feel that way i I really do feel that way so jp would you compromise your happiness for the success of the relationship hell no agree hell fucking no bro i did that on bay i ain't mean to cut but i i did that once I would never do it again. I would never sacrifice my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health. I would never sacrifice anything that makes me healthy or happy for the integrity of an an establishment, like of some 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 notion that I have to have some relationship or you know some just a thing i'm not no i'm not doing that no i agree i agree i've never i don't i don't want to say i ever compromise but it's like as you get older i'm not saying that you should settle because i don't believe in settling at all whatsoever but i do feel like in relationships that everybody might be on different pages in their lives professionally personally, spiritually, you know, everybody's different. And just to find a happy medium, that's so hard to do. So I, I can understand, I would never compromise my happiness to be in a relationship. I, I wouldn't do that because that's not healthy. And that's that's a, a 100% toxic, 100% toxic. I feel like once you, for me, 
I, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I know compromising can be a slippery slope. But like exactly. Once you compromise one thing, it's easier to compromise other shit. And then you're going to start settling. And then you start going down that slope of, well, you know, they said this would be okay if I did this. And, you know, well, maybe I could just let this go. It's not that important to me. But no, it is important to you. Like, stand on your fucking, stand on your laurels and be like, yo, you know, no, this is important to me. And I value this and you need to respect this. Like, set your boundaries. Right. Boundaries so important. Man, you got to have your boundaries, man. Like, yo, this is this is the point I'm not gonna go beyond. And you have to set that in your head and you be like, all right, once okay. this line is crossed, I'm raising a red flag. Okay, perfect. I got a good ass. What is the line between the usual relationship ups and downs versus a toxic ass relationship? I think that goes back to the first question you asked me earlier, where like what am I like what are my automatic, you know what I'm saying, disqualifications for relationships? And I feel like that's like flirting on the same line. You know, yo, if your significant other can't take accountability for their shit, man, like what what am I going to do with that? Like what are we doing here? How do we move forward if we can't own up to whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing? You know what I'm saying? Because we're literally in a relationship, it's all about one me coming into a relationship already being happy with myself and you being happy with yourself. And now we're putting these two things together, whereas I'm putting forth effort to make the someone else happy and someone else is making putting forth effort to make me happy. If we can't have open conversations or open dialogue about, well, when you did this, it made me feel like that. And when I did that, it made you feel like this. Or how did you feel when I did that? If we can't have those open conversations and we can't find a better way to love each other on a daily basis, then my nigga, we just wasting time. Mm-hmm. I a, agree. That's, that's a waste of a relationship and that's a waste of our, our fucking youth, man. Like, you got to be able to have that conversation with, with your significant other or your wife or your girlfriend or whatever you want to call them. You got to be able to have that conversation. And I think like one of the biggest issues with men and women in relationships is we cannot have honest conversations without offending the significant other. Like the way to communicate and express your thoughts in a way to the point where they are not offended, but Mm -hmm. they get to where you coming from, you know, because nobody wants to hurt somebody's feelings. But also nobody want to be wrong either. True. Like and that's a, and that's really I I don't want to make that a cultural thing, but it's definitely a black culture thing. Like nobody want to be wrong or feel play or feel play. Well, that's not that. Okay, so here's here's the difference between feeling played and being wrong. So if you get played, like somebody literally has been playing with your emotions, like leading you down the path of destruction type shit, like that's being played. What I'm saying is nobody want to be wrong is like nobody want like it's very seldom like you it takes maturity to be like you know what I fucked this up let me make amends for this very few people are going to be like let me allow me to make this up to you because you know I know I was supposed to bring the groceries in but I forgot I know I was supposed to pick this up from the store and I forgot it babe let me go let me make this up to you like I fucked this up 
And that that takes a level of maturity that that is required in relationships. And I also let people know that you're actually trying to make an effort. Facts. Effort is everything, man. I, yeah, effort does. It, it shows that you genuinely want this to work. Okay, so I got a question for you. Okay. What are your three keys to making a relationship, at least on, on a certain level, just like just jail and work? Like, what are your three keys? If you had to put it, if you had to choose three keys, okay. there's more than three, but if you had to choose. Okay, three. well, my first one would be open line of communication. So communication. Open line of communication. I'm really big about, I'm very vocal. So I think open line of communication is one. Okay. Okay. I would say effort. Okay. Like you may not understand how to do something, but if it was, it's been brought to our attention and I see the effort is there, at least I know that you're really trying, you're taking heed, you're listening to me, we're listening to each other. So I say open line of communication, effort. And my last answer, I would say this is something that I want to say it's completely new to me, but it's something that I've been more introduced to in my later years, which is understanding people love language. Mm. Okay. And initially, I didn't really understand it. Like, what's the purpose? What is it? How do you distinguish what a person's love language is? Mm -hmm. My love language is. So as I read about it and had a conversation with a group of my friends about it, I started looking more into it. And it makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, for me, my love language is acts of service and words of affirmation. I'm very vocal. So... If it's something that I need to say or how you make me feel a good way, a bad way, I communicate that way better than I would do in either other love languages, right? Yeah. So if you understand your mate's love language, like my like my man love language could be physical touch. Me denying my man the opportunity to spend quality time with me, to actually be with me, to actually have that sense of intimacy, either sex or not sex, you know, just letting him know that I'm physically there and I'm not acknowledging that. And that's his way of him expressing his love. Like you really have to know your mate's love language. So those are my top three. Well, to piggyback off of that, I feel like you have to not only understand your love language, but it's your job as a as a mate to love your person in their love language. Yes. Okay. And that's and that's one of the things that kind of gets swept under the rug. It's like, okay, well I know my love language and somebody needs to love me in my love language. All right, cool. But you need to love them in theirs as well. And I agree. Yeah, and, and I feel like that's something that everybody kind of skips over. And, you know, like, but you also got to be aware of somebody of your partner's love language. And if you can't mm-hmm. do that, because, like, I'm I'm not a words of affirmation person. I'm just not. Like, that's something I would literally have to go out of my way to do. And it naturally, like, that's just not how I was brought up. Like, I, everybody in my family, like, every Adams that I know. We will, you know what I'm saying, we'll congratulate you when you when we do something good, you know what I'm saying? But outside of that, like giving random affirmations, like, hmm, we don't we don't be on that. We not we also not very emotional people. Like that's just a family trait. We just not overly emotional. Mm-hmm. Like my see, my love languages are physical touch and acts of service. So like me not having to ask for, you know, like for breakfast in the morning. Like I can cook my own breakfast. 
Now I'm I, I'm I'm a very decent cook, but if I want to cook breakfast, if I'm cooking breakfast and I see you grabbing dishes to wash them as I'm getting done with the cooking, I love seeing that shit, man, because mm-hmm. it lets me know I got a teammate. Yes, I completely like, agree. Yeah, that shit let me know like I okay, damn, I got a teammate. If I if I throw it, she gonna be the re- she go, she the receiver. I could be the quarterback and we could be a quarterback and a receiver out here. Like that, perfect. It's definitely my love language. Like, just a simple thank you. Oh, speaking of which, we were talking about uh, Malcolm and Marie a couple of weeks weeks ago. And, you know, that movie was so good to me because it spoke on how black couples have a situation where they don't know how to effectively communicate. And it can come Mm -hmm. out very, very toxic when you're trying to get your point across. But you could tell in that movie that they genuinely loved each other. They just could not communicate it in a way where it didn't offend or hurt the other person's feelings. Well, okay, so to and in breaking that movie down, it was a little bit deeper than that. Because on the one hand, you had Malcolm who was basically trying to make his name in an industry that really didn't like that really hasn't has no space or respect for for black directors and you know he directed wrote produced his own movie and you know what i'm saying it was a hit and so he like for the first time he gets to toot his own horn but in doing so he forgets the reason that he's been able to do all of that is because of his amazing support system which is his woman which is i ain't gonna hold you man that's probably like 90% of relationships and mm-hmm. and black men's success stories is like, yo, that woman held you up, bro. Like yeah. Denzel, anytime Denzel gets an award, he never not thanks his wife. He thanks his I wife every time. He 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 gives her he gives her, her shout outs now. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. He thanks his wife every time. Oh yes. I thought you said didn't initially. My bad. I, no, I, I do I use the double negatives. I said never not thanks his wife. But yeah. He he always thanks his wife. And, you know, so that was that was a thing. And and she was right for feeling a way about that. Like you thank everybody for this movie that that, you know, saying that contributed to the success of this movie, but you left me out. And from her perspective, which I'm which again she's justified, she was one of the inspirations for, you know what I'm saying, of pieces of the character. So not only did you take some of my likeness and write about it. And write it into a movie, but on top of that, you didn't thank me for being your day in, day out support system. Like when you down on yourself, I'm giving you encouraging words. When you having writer's block, I'm helping you figure it out. Like all of this stuff. Like I'm doing all of this for you. I'm doing everything that I can to be supportive. And at the end of the day, when it came time for us the smallest bit of recognition for my effort, I got nothing. All she wanted was a thank you. A uh, thank you, bro. That's it. And then to make matters worse, to add insult to injury, she still made this nigga mac and cheese when they got home. So she was still trying to be a good girl. She was still trying to be good to him, even though she got stepped over. Ooh, she better than me. Bruh, I ain't gonna hold you, bruh. I, I wouldn't even been mad at her if, if she didn't make it. Like, no, I wouldn't because if I had been... If the, if the script had been flipped and it would have been her that was the director or whatever, and he was, you know what I'm saying, like, supporting her, bro, I wouldn't have did nothing for her that night. I would have went to bed. 
Like we would we wouldn't have had nothing to argue about. I would just went to sleep. Sorry. I wouldn't did shit. You wouldn't have got nothing out of me. So JP, I wanna go ahead and play this quick game with you, okay? Okay. So the game is called Toxic or Nah. Okay. So we talked about we talked about like toxic relationships and stuff like that. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and you can tell me if it's toxic or not, okay? Alrighty then. Okay, so the first thing, still friends with your exes. Marriage or they they can either be married or single. Toxic or not. It depends on the, the dynamic of the relationship, but it can be toxic and it cannot be toxic. Toxic. I wish you would be friends with your ex-girlfriend. I mean, am I married? So if you got married, would you invite any of your exes to your wedding? No. Okay. So why you be their friend? I mean, like, so what? when you when you say friendship, it's not black and friendship ain't black and white. Like, okay. I, have, I have friends that I don't talk to every day. Okay. So, um, hypothetical speaking, if you're in a relationship and a girl keeps asking you about an ex and you're conversing with that ex. Yeah, that's toxic. Uh, uh, okay. That's very toxic because you can yeah, even flip back with the ex. Because, yeah, that's toxic. Okay, that's toxic. Okay. <laughs> the next one. Having sex with someone you know you don't want to be with. Is that toxic or not? Um, that can go to like that could be a friends with benefits situation. So no, that's not really toxic if like if the boundaries have been set, it's not toxic. But if you just fucking somebody that you already know, you know what I'm saying, has a thing for you and they want to be with you, but you don't want to be with them, like that's toxic on both of y'all part. Bro, you know that's toxic. That situation right there, it's toxic as hell. A girl can say, hey, we could do this, but we ain't going to do this. Or he ain't ready for no relationship. Okay. And a girl mind, oh, I'm about to get him. I'm going to make him. I'm going to make him change his mind. Exactly. That shit be toxic as hell. And a dude be taking advantage of it because he know that she really going to be trying to do whatever necessary to get the job done. And that's her fault. How is that her fault? That is her fault. But is that not toxic, that, that though? Man already told you what it is going to be or what it ain't going to be. And now you have decided in your mind you're going to go against the grain and try to make this man change. You ain't, bruh, ain't no That's man toxic. changing his mind. That's toxic. Yeah, it's toxic, but it's not toxic because of him. It's toxic because of her. It wasn't because of a person. The question was, is this toxic or not? It's a toxic situation all around, yeah. Expecting someone to read your mind or know your toxic, love language. Toxic, toxic. Do not Why you say that's toxic? To read your fucking mind. Why you say that's toxic? Bruh, we grown as hell. What I look like trying to read a grown ass woman mind when you got them? You talk, you talk to your friends all day, every day about this, that, and the third. You talk on social media about this, that, and the third all fucking day. And whoop de woo and all this stuff. You you'll say everything under the sun. But when it come to me, your lover, your companion, your mate, your significant other, your boyfriend, your husband, I got to read your fucking mind. But you know, I'm not saying this is me. You can have several sometimes feet. like a girl can really like somebody. And they you talk all shit. They talk all that shit with their friends, social media, whatever, whatever. But when they face to face, they get all oh, I can't they get all, all girly. And it just forget. So that's toxic. Yep. Okay. Toxic and stupid. Burner account. You haven't given me an option of anything that wasn't toxic yet. I'm, I'm just listing things that <laughs> people, people gave. Is a burner account toxic or not? Now, a burner account is insecure, which is toxicity at its finest. Why do you think that's insecure? 
Why do you need a burner account? Okay, so you remember the episode of Insecure? A group of girls got burner account. They follow everybody that they shouldn't follow. You just you remember the episode about a, a a show called Insecure with <laughs> it's called burner accounts. Okay, so is a burner account toxic or not? It's the definition of toxic. What okay. you mean? Okay, dudes don't do that because I know dudes that do that. Bruh. The girl can block them. The girl can block them. As a man, if you have a burner account because a chick blocked you, stop what you're doing right now. Please. Bruh, dudes will go on a friend's page just to look at the girl. What's the deal? I mean, if you got if you just got to see her, if you just got to look, I guess you could do it from your friend's account. But bruh, if you got to that's not it, toxic gotta, though, too. Huh? That's not toxic to you. I feel like that's a little bit more along the lines of, you know, like I miss you type shit versus toxic. Once you establish a burner account and you you go follow that person and you looking at that person's page through a burner account, then we get to a whole different set of a whole different set of problems. So okay. yeah, that's toxic. Talking to someone on your time. On toxic time? Yes. You talking to someone on your time, toxic or not. I don't understand what you mean. You talking to someone on your time, say for instance, a girl that you've been talking to or whatever, mm-hmm. and she call you, but you don't feel like talking to her. You talk to her when you get ready. Is that toxic or not? Because people do it's, that now. It's, it's toxic depending on our relationship. Like, if that's my old lady and I'm doing that, then yeah, that's toxic. Okay, what have you in our relationship? You talk to multiple girls. If I'm not in a relationship, I can do what the fuck I want to do. So, but you will purposely do that though. I have done it in the past. I mean, I do it all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm not judging. Like, I don't have to feel like talking to you. Let me say, I'm not judging because I do it all the time. So yeah, I don't I, like I you don't have to feel like talking to nobody because like you're not obligated to. I mean, she to be honest, when you in a relationship, you're not met. You're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not obligated to pick up the phone when you don't want to. But it's it goes over better. If you communicate that, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I know you you called or, you know, you pick up the phone when they call and be like, hey, what's going on? Well, I don't know what's going on with you right now, but I really just don't feel like talking right now. Right. And you communicate that. And then that, that goes over that, better long term. Yes, and that's different. That's more like, yeah. okay, at least they let me know. Yeah. Like, so I used to be that guy, like when I was younger, man. And I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that that was toxic at the time, but like. I would just ignore phone calls, even for my old lady. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick up the phone just because I didn't feel like talking. And I felt, like, and I felt like at the time I didn't owe her that. I didn't owe her explanation. When I really, when in reality, that was toxicity at its finest, and that was just poor communication on my part. Okay, I love how you take accountability. Okay, somebody's growing up. Man, I'm trying. Man, it's hard. I, trying, okay, trying. so we talk about this one all the time. We we always disagree on this. If we on break and you don't tell me <laughs> who you fucked off with, is that toxic or not? If I don't tell you? Yes. We talked about this all the time. If you do not tell me who you fucked off with and I break, is that toxic or not? Mm, it's not toxic. It is. It's not. Because you is. don't need to know. Yes, you do. Because it, like, like I told you previously you do, before. It's, you it's, ask stuff like that. You asking no. you, you opening yourself, you opening the door. No. Either. Hold on, listen, man, listen. When you ask stuff like that, because you asking questions that you don't want to know the answer to. 
you asking you opening yourself up for either a lie or a major disappointment that can wreck the relationship. How? If we was on break. If we was on break, why it matter? Because I'd rather hear from you than somebody else. We wasn't together, so it really don't matter. It it listen to me. It don't matter. We are not together. Listen to me. If we on break and you do you, I do me, and we decide to get back together. We have okay. to have that one-time conversation. Who you dealt with, what was what, okay, everything's shut down. Okay, cool. And leave it alone. So if somebody comes to me and be like, yeah, Kia, which guy? Oh, I used to talk to him. Which, if I didn't know that and this person is like telling me this, what what you think the girl going to do? Okay. When you when that person comes to you with that, well, the the first question that should that would come to me would be, all right, when was this? And as soon as they give me a timestamp, all right, cool, bye. In that time period, I know what was going on. So but I don't, why should I have to hear that from somebody else? Why you just can't hear? Because it doesn't matter. It, not, it literally does not matter. I disagree. Okay, I think, I think you a conversation disagree. That's fine, but it don't matter to me. I don't care that much about what a motherfucker do when they not with me. Like, yo, we established that we was going to be apart. Cool. I know in the back of my mind, I'm not going to fuck with nobody that you cool with. I know People I can fuck do with stuff nobody like that, cool though, with. JP. Huh? People do mess up stuff like that, though. I mean... Let's, let's be honest now. People I'm, do I'm mess up I'm not saying that they don't. I'm, I can only speak from my point of view. From my okay. point of view, I know if me and my old lady take a break and if I really just want to fuck off, I'm not gonna fuck out with nobody I know she cool with. That's stupid. So when we when we get back together and we had that conversation, like we don't, I don't, I'm not gonna ask her about none of that shit because one, I really don't want to know because I don't care. Like she mine again. I really don't care about what she was doing while she was on break. Like this, this my woman. Mm-hmm. So now that we've reestablished our our base and we've reestablished our foundation. I don't give a fuck about what was going on while we was apart. And I was I would expect you to, because I'm expecting you to conduct yourself in a certain way. Like, I'm expecting you to know better. Because I would expect that you looking at me the same way. Yeah. Like, nah, I mean, I can get where you're coming from, too. But I'm just yeah. saying, girls are just malicious. Okay? They just are. I mean, that's true. Women, women are malicious. But also, that, that comes back to... Like, any fellas that's listening to this, fellas, y'all got to peep game early. Y'all got to peep game, bro. Women is women scandalous, man. They'll set you All, up in a heartbeat. They will set you up in a heartbeat, man. You got to be you gotta be on your toes. Got to. Okay. And the last one. People, we talk about this one, too. People who don't know their position in your life. Is that Ooh. toxic? Or, you mean, is it toxic? Is that toxic or not? I don't think that's toxic. I just think the there has to be a clear line of communication. I think that it can be toxic. Yeah, I, I mean anything can be toxic, but I don't think that on the on the surface level is toxic in itself. I think eventually it can become toxic if you don't address it. Which, like I said, that could be anything. If you don't address the fact that somebody don't take out the trash when you need them to, that could become toxic. Because no, like okay, it'll, it'll add up. Okay, hypothetical speaker. So you know how, like, if you're dating, you just dating, mm-hmm. talk to whoever you want to talk to. You may have a team, right? You may have like one, two, three, 
you know, potential. And your three act like she number one. Like, you can't do what she do. Or you can't do what he do now. Hold on now. You just, you have a purpose, but that ain't your purpose. So when you go down, when you go into that, into those weeds, now you talking about how are you relating to your team? Because, like, one thing about it, if you're going to have a team, you got to control your hoes. But you also got to think about hoes are also delusional, too. Hoes are only going to be delusional as you allow them to be. Okay. Okay. Perfect example. I'm talking to somebody, hypothetically speaking, and a girl be like, oh, I used to talk to him. No, nah, I already knew about you. He said y'all smashed. Y'all had sex, but y'all didn't talk. Like, y'all wasn't, like, going on dates, him spending money on you, him going to family events. Y'all wasn't like that. Y'all just smashed. And some people be very delusional because they make themselves more special than what they are. I mean, because everybody want to be a little bit more important than they are. Okay, so if you don't know your position. If you don't know your position, you don't know your position. But that's it's up to me to make sure that you understand your position. A lot of people don't do that. That's all I'm saying. But that's that goes back to managing your hoes. You got to control your hoes if that's what you if that's the kind of game you're gonna play. If you're gonna be in the game, you got to play the game. Now, I know after a certain point, everybody get tired. You know, you just want to, you look, I just want to be in a healthy relationship. Cool. That's fine. I fuck with that. Or some people just be like, you know, I just want to talk to one person at a time. Cool. Do that. But when you get in the game and you say, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have, you know what I'm saying, one or two, maybe three things that I'm dating around the same time, just on some casual dating shit. All right, cool. But now you got to manage your hoe. You're going to have to manage, and that, that shit takes work, and it's not going to be a walk in the park. Like, you're going to have to really manage your hoes. So don't get in it if you ain't going to be able to do it all the way, because now, you now you're making a game file. I'm just saying. So I was reading an article, and they gave five signs that you are in a toxic relationship. Okay. The first one is they blame you for their own negative emotions and moods. The second one is you never feel good enough. Okay. The third one, you can't be yourself around that person. Bad. Or they try to dumb you down and make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. The fourth one, they go below the belt and trauma and, and trigger childhood traumas. And number five, they always try to be right rather than find a solution. Oh man, you just described my whole <laughs> life. Uh, it's a good one. That last one was a really good one. Yo. I, I know for me, that used to be my toxic trait. Like, I'm not saying I had to be right all the time, but like, I'm going no, to Google to find that damn answer to make confirm. Right yeah, to confirm that I was right. But you know, I've grown since then and I admit my wrongs. I do. You definitely got to be right all the time. But I also admit my wrongs. Give me my credit. Give me my credit. I've grown. You're doing it again. I can say that I've grown within the past two years. Yes, I have. I, have. I mean, that's good. That's all we want is a little growth. That's all we want. Just be better than the day before. I mean, I mean, that's what life is all about. I'm, at least I'm not trying to be stagnant. Nah, I mean that's like I said. The the goal is to be better than than you were the day before. If if I can do that on a regular basis, if I can just be better than the man I was yesterday, I feel like. I'm doing something right. True. So, JP, what do you define as cheating? Uh, Anything that I can't do in front of my significant other. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. If my significant other wouldn't wouldn't be okay with it, it probably I probably shouldn't be doing it either. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, if, if me and my significant other decide that we want to 
open our relationship up to, you know what I'm saying, to different avenues, we need to do that as a team. Right. You know, we want to do something outside the box and we want to, you know what I'm saying, probably add 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 somebody to the party or, you know what I'm saying, like try some adventurous shit. All right, cool, but we need to do that as a team. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go off on my own and do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm telling you, man, like I learned the hard way. Well, actually, no, I learned on on secondhand experience. It's best, it's always better if whenever you dealing with something relationship wise, open up the conversation to your woman and let her take the lead. Hmm. Who told you and this? Just, and just follow her lead. Who told you this? Huh? Who told you that advice? Who gave me the advice? Yeah. Nobody gave I I learned watching. Okay. <laughs> We I learned that. Nah, I learned, but I'm very observant when it comes to relationships, man. Like, I'm very observant. Like, I can break a lot. I can, I've, I've seen a lot of relationships, and I can break them down in a lot of different ways. Even my own shits. Like, I can tell you, I can break a lot of my own relationships down and tell you exactly where I fucked up at. I can tell you. Yeah, I can where, do that now too. At first, huh? I couldn't. I can do that now too. At first, I couldn't. Yeah, I can. I can tell you where I compromised and I shouldn't have. I can tell yeah. you where I should have stood my ground and not compromised, but I did anyway. I think for me, one of my biggest lessons learned from past relationships is you have to give people grace. Like nobody's perfect. Oh, most definitely. Like I don't, I don't think that was ever my issue because, like, I, me, I'm a, I'm a very open, I'm a very big-hearted person. I have a huge heart, man. So I, I'm never gonna sit there and hold you accountable for a mistake you made last week or two months ago or something like that. I'm not going to hold no grudge as long as you take accountability for your shit. Right. I just know for me, like, just giving people grace, that was, like, one thing. I was like, oh. Because I can be very, especially in my younger years, I can be very, like, turn off. It's like, somebody do something that I absolutely do not like, that turns me completely off, and i just rather not. You know? Yeah, but as time progresses, I have to understand that you know people are not going. Even though things can be expressed to them, it's not going to happen immediately. Like if if a conversation has been had about a ch- uh, necessary change that needs to be done, it's not going to happen immediately or when you want it to happen. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to happen when that person learns or effectively learns how to do it. If they never have done it before, you know, yeah, like really have to give people grace and see the effort that they really are trying and taking heed to what you're doing and what you're saying. Yeah, once you see, the, I feel like once you see the effort, you should let people make it. Yeah, I completely agree. So now, right now, at the age of thirty, your girl is ready. Your girl got it down, back packed to the T. I know things that I I do and don't do. I worked on myself as an individual. I go to therapy and, you know, I just, I made the necessary changes on for myself. I'm happy for you, homie. That's and open shit. to like whatever the future holds. Yeah, I'm happy for you, man. That's good shit. I'm happy for you too. Yeah, I've I been coming along with but I ain't, I ain't, I'm not dating, so <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> why, are, why are you not dating, JP? I'm, I'm just not. You got options. Huh? You got options? Allegedly. Allegedly? Allegedly. Okay, you know what is being recorded, right? Allegedly? Allegedly. I, 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 yeah, allegedly. But oh, okay. I'm just, 
I'm not. I, I can neither confirm nor deny anything because it's being recorded and this is gonna be on TV. So no, I'm not. If you want to be in a relationship, you will be in a relationship. Same for me. I'm so just, you have no, options, I'm, just, I'm just not. I'm not open to. Um, I'm not open to that right now because I'm. I'm being very careful with me. Okay. For the first time, like I'm being very, very like picky about how I open emotionally. Like I've always been. I've always been guarded. Like I've always been emotionally guarded. I've never been open person like that they're just not who we are as a family my family we don't do emotion we don't do a whole lot of emotion so we are already guarded to begin with but now like that i'm i'm going to therapy um you know what i'm saying i'm i'm opening myself up a little bit more i'm like you know what i gotta be a little bit more like laid back about this whole relationship thing. like i'm not in a hurry to do it but also I gotta, I gotta be honest with myself, and you know, just be able to to recognize when I'm gonna be ready for that step. And right now, I'm just, I'm not there because I feel like if I get in a relationship right now, I'm not gonna be able to open up emotionally the way I would be required to. And I feel like that I would be cheating whatever woman I'd be with out of a genuine experience of me. And I feel like that's that's kind of foul on my part. So instead of going down that road, I just rather not. I just rather be by myself. And I'm one thing about it, I'm happy being alone. Okay. I've I'm been okay in that place before. Myself. I've been in that place before. Happy being alone. Comfortable with self. Yeah, like I'm I'm cool being by myself, man. Like that that shit don't bother me. I feel you, man. It's just, I mean, it's just a lot of growth on my part. That's all, man. It's just a lot of growth and experience and, and time I put into to being to being me and, mm-hmm. like, being comfortable with me. Because, like, for a long time, I was not comfortable with myself. Like, I would second-guess myself. I would, I put people on pedestals they didn't deserve, like, all type of stuff. And it was all because I wasn't okay just being me. I appreciate your honesty. No, nah, it's like, like a lot mean, to be transparent like that. I mean, no, nah, I just like it's 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 something that comes with. I feel like for me, this is just something that that came with maturity, man. Like being able to be open and transparent about your own shit is is something that I feel like it's it's a quality that's necessary these days. Yeah, and it's like if you're gonna be like, I can't be. I feel like I can't be an effective partner or an effective husband or an effective parent if I can't talk about my own shit. And right. And shortcomings. And shortcomings. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like what's worse, that's being a hypocrite because I'm a mm-hmm. common that don't make shit. Right. I feel like that too, especially if you around a group of girls and you just, you know, you can't be a hypocrite. I ain't got no, my I'm shit to like, believe. Like me and my friends are so fucking tight, bro. Like like they they call me out on my shit all the time, and I call them out on their shit. But like, I need to be able to call myself out on my own shit too. Yeah. Like I I thank God for my friends, man. My my niggas hold me accountable every day. They hold me accountable for everything I do. Like I did something, you know, what I'm saying? I did something sideways the other day to one of the homies, and I was just fucking around. But it came out it came out wrong, right. and we was on like we was on group Facetime. When it when it happened, 
And then, like, I called to apologize, and I was like, you know what? I fucked this up. He was like, what you mean? I was like, don't worry about it. And I just, I group FaceTimed everybody back, and I apologized to him publicly. That's and so true. He, and he was like, yo, you ain't have to do that. I was like, nah, I really did, because I'm not going to say something sideways publicly, then apologize in private. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that, that sets a precedent for me. Like, because I wouldn't do nobody else like that. I wouldn't right. want nobody to do me like that. Like, I feel a way about people that, you know, like like the government and the news, and they, they do that all the time. They'll bash somebody in public on TV, on national TV, and then send them a letter in private talking about something, oh, we apologize. No, apologize to me on TV. Like, don't don't smear Breonna Taylor's name on national TV and then send a tweet to her mom like, oh, yo, my bad. Like, no, nah, bro, like, apologize to, to her people on national TV where you tried to slander her. That's where I'm at with that. And I and I, I appreciate people that can that can do that. And I I want to be that person, so I took the step to do that. That's maturity. Like one of my one of my things, and this is completely random, one of my things about life is like I don't I'm a hundred percent sure I'm not gonna be the guy to change the world. I'm not. Okay. I'm just not gonna be the guy to change the world. But I'm also a hundred percent sure that I may spark the mind that does. Okay, why you say that? I don't know. I just feel like my voice ain't big enough to change the world right now. And it, it may not ever get that big. But the ideas that I have, the way I the way I move, the way I reach out to people, the way I, you know what I'm saying, the way I am type stuff, like that type of deal, I feel like I might spark that mind. So I'm I'm confident in that. Huh, that's very interesting, JP. Look at my boy growing up on me. Man, a little, little song, man. Just a little song. Dropping them wisdoms. Man, look, one thing one thing me and the homies talk about on a daily basis, it don't cost nothing to be real. It's 100% free. Now, that's true, too. It don't cost nothing to be a real And I don't like faking phony people who try to sugarcoat situations. I don't like that at all. Like, they can't just be real. Like, like it's so hard for them to tell the truth. Everybody been dumb before. Yeah, that's true. Everybody made mistakes. I mean, and going to continue making them. Like, it's it's a thing. But, you know, also, you got to be honest about your about your stuff to yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's the, I feel like that's the first step, you know what I'm saying, becoming the person that you want to become is being honest about yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a crucial step in becoming who you want to become. Well, who you see yourself becoming. How would you define love? Like, if you told someone that you love them, how would you define that word? How would I define love? So, a common misconception is women love harder than men, and that's that's really false. I just I think, think men love harder than women. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but I understand where you're going with that. If but he really loves her, I think. Yeah, men, men love really, really hard. It's just we don't always show it the same way. And for me, love, man, love is deeper than a word, man. It's, it's woven into every fabric of your being when you're in love with somebody. Like, you wake up, that person's on your mind. You're figuring out, at least at some point in the day, you want to figure out if I can make this person smile. How can I make this person happy? What can I do? What is it that I'm doing that's making you unhappy? Yeah. Like, when you're in love, 
you become a little bit more in tune with people. So mm-hmm. you can pick up on, hey, babe, did you did you have a good day? Like, what's going on? And Are then okay? the minute a motherfucker say nothing, I get offended because now you insulted my intelligence and I know you is something wrong. So now we finna sit here and look stupid until you fit until you, until you tell me what's wrong, what's going on. And I got time today. Not time today. I got time. I will money bag it all day. I got time today. I got bro, I'm telling you, for the woman you love, bro, you got time. If you don't got nothing, if you don't got nothing else, really in love with that woman, and it's so crazy. In love with that woman, as a as a man, you really in love with that woman. One thing you are gonna have is some audacity and time. Thank you, thank you for honesty, because I've said this numerous of times. People make time for what they want to make time for. Facts. And who they want to make time for. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to do something, they would have done it. Also, hold on now. We're talking about love, though. We're not just talking about, like, just doing stuff just because they want to. We're talking no. about people that are in love, though. But also, like, I feel like if if a person verbalizes, say, one thing and did not do what they verbalize, what do you do? I mean, that's not black and white either. Like, things happen. Mm-hmm. Things come up. So, like, if I tell you, hey, babe, we're going to the store at a certain time and then something comes up and we can't go, like, that doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean that I don't value our relationship. But, like, something else came up that I have to handle first. One thing doesn't... I was I was particularly talking about the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Are you talking about, like... Like, a person can be expressing like, their love for someone. But if you felt that way, you would have did it. You would have acted on it, right? I was talking about like I should have like I should have been with you instead of like who I'm with now type stuff. Not necessarily that, just in general. Like if you're expressing to me how you felt about a certain situation or whatever, if you didn't act on it or talk about it within that time frame, did you truly mean it? Mm-hmm. So you just gotta put stuff in perspective. That's all I'm saying. Like, like the whole thing, like if somebody loves you, genuinely loves you, genuinely cares about you, they're going to make time. Like you said, and also have the audacity. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to have to have some audacity. And there's not going to be no excuses. Yeah. I, but that's, I feel like when you, when you're in love, it brings out a different dynamic to you. Like you start seeing, you start doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Yes, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, or I feel like specifically, being in love can bring the best or the worst out of you. Okay, give examples of that. I understand the best. I, I don't understand the worst. Man, love will make you do some really foul, will make people say some really foul shit to you. Like, being, you could be in love with somebody and, like, if you somebody hurt your feelings and you in love, bro, like, there's really not, it's really hard to set a boundary about what they can and can't say because they in love, but they're hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like now them gloves going to come off and you know what I'm saying? Some people go for the jugular. Yeah. I am some people. But, and that's when I go like, all right, so cool. Like you hit below the belt. Oh, okay. Now, now I have a question like, yo, do you really love me? If you go, if you would hit below the belt, do you really love me? Because I wouldn't do that to you because I love you that much. Right. So now I'm questioning the whole concept of your love or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or even worse, 
was this how you're taught to love? How you were taught to love? That's like, a good point of view. your example of love growing up? Or do you not even know how to love a person properly? Exactly. Now we get into the root of the problem. Because, you know, it's been a conversation piece for a long time amongst just, well, mostly black people. Mm-hmm. But were you raised out of love or survival? Mm. And can two people that was raised from different worlds, can they make a relationship work? And that's a good-ass question. Oh, that's a good-ass question. Like, can a woman that was raised in love and a man that was raised out of survival, can they make that work? Or vice versa? Ooh, that's a good question. Because you, you don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I know in my family, we are very, like, loving. Mm-hmm. Like, words of affirmation. Queen. Beautiful. You're so smart. Every descriptive adjective that you could possibly think of. Every sense of form of uplifting one another. We do that in my family. So, you can tell the difference of people who was raised in love versus raised in survival. You, you can tell the difference. You really can. Because they, they base things off of things they have to do to get. So that's a good dynamic question. I don't know. Yeah, that would, that would be a good talking point for, for another episode. Yes, because the whole survival thing, they don't even know how to even receive that love because it, they never had it before. So I yeah, get it. But they don't know what it looked like. They don't know what it looked like. If me explaining to you something how I would like to be loved and you have no idea how to do that and it's basically like we teaching each other how to love each other all like completely all over so jp i just wanted to see if you had any takeaways from today's conversation the takeaways i was just overall just uh i'm just overall grateful that we was able to to link up finally and and get it get it done man like i think pretty much everything episode wise kind of speaks for itself man like love yourself Love the people around you and value them for what they for what they're here for. You know, like mm-hmm. set healthy boundaries. Know um, your self worth. Know your know yourself and your self worth, and don't take shit just because you you don't want to be lonely or alone. Yeah, and so, be being desperate. Yeah, don't like don't 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 devalue your love and yourself just because you want to be in the that Instagram relationship that you see on on. When you scrolling up and down your timeline, like, bro, them motherfuckers got problems that you don't know nothing about. And never settle. Never fucking settle. I'm with it. I co-sign. I co-sign the takeaways. Okay. Well, that's all for today's episode of Miss Little Did She Know. Thanks for listening. And thank you to Mr. J.P. Adams for joining me today for sharing some of his wisdom and insight on why men and women have to be. Also, real quick, before you end it, man, look, go get that. Go, go listen to the Cold Coffee podcast, man. Look, we just started season two. We got some good stuff coming, man. Look, if you if you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever, man, go get that, man. It's good stuff. We talk about some good healthy content, some good laughs. You're going to want to pull up and, and just chop it up and listen, listen because you're going to laugh and you're going to have a good time. Fuck with us. Join us again for our next episode and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Plus, if you haven't already done so, stop by our website at www.misslittledishyoutknow.com and check out for our latest news. No one.